El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. You don't even like this show. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to host a podcast called Unpopular Opinion, and that podcast was this podcast. But then everyone else in the world decided they liked the name Unpopular Opinion a lot too, so we changed the name to You Don't Even Like This Show. Each week, me and a couple of guests selected from a pool of the absolute sharpest minds the LA entertainment scene has to offer use this here space to talk about whatever the hell we want. News, pop culture, politics, information, you name it, we talk about it. And sometimes my co-host Jeff May is here too. It's a blast. You're going to love it. Hey, everybody. Welcome to You Don't Even Like This Show. I am your host, Adam Todd Brown. Joining me as co-host, Jeff is here. Hey, hey, Adam, we're in the same gosh darn room today jeff is right next to me it's creepy and it's unsettling. weird and gross yeah i don't like it at all we both smell awful we both stink like piss just we smell like we were dipped in a bottle of hot piss each other's piss though it's just a thing we do it's a mix yeah before we record it's how we don't attack each other during the show yeah 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 it's how we mark our territory stuff thing, like this yeah. So yeah, this is a podcast. It's about news. We've, we may have been doing this podcast for a little while. Yeah, we might have been talking a little bit before this. Check out the outtakes. And also for a little over 10 years before this. Yeah, we've been doing, uh, it's a podcast we've been doing for a long time. Long time, long term and short term, we've been doing this for a while is what we're saying. It's about news, information, pop culture, politics, technology, drugs, booze, alcohol, tobacco, firearms, which, by the way, I think I've said this before, almost the original title of this podcast. I'm surprised you didn't change it when you changed the name. It felt weird in 2K23 putting firearms in the title. We're going to need them. Yeah, we're going to need them. But also guns bum me out so much. I think I might get a gun. Yeah, I mean, not that I wouldn't own one at this point. I, it, it is starting to feel a little necessary. But yeah. I did almost go with alcohol, tobacco, and firearms when I changed the name. How about, like, firearms? Your arms aren't on fire, Jeff. This one kind of is. It's literally on fire, right? <laughs> There's fire literally right there. Oh, sure. You got a tattoo. Fine. Fine. You win. You win this time. Hey, you look happy? at that. I won. Thank you all for joining us. This has been a lovely been episode of Thank You Don't you Even Like This Show. so much. I appreciate Current it. events where these pipes are flaming, bro. Yeah, yeah. Current events, I got a ticket to the gun show, courtesy of Jeff. We're going to set up a baseball card table at the gun show. <laughs> oh, hey, speaking of guns, let's talk about Chicago. Now, Israel, <sighs> the situation in Gaza, it is on everyone's mind. I have not heard what's going on. We might have talked about it for 12 to 14 minutes before we started recording. Very pleasant upbeat a very chill scenario yeah. like i would say yeah. that honestly like talking about this stuff is a good way to sort of kick back and relax absolutely um, it, it is sometimes you just have to clear your mind sometimes i'll just go for a walk and i'll be like i wonder how everything's going on in gaza and that does soothe me and uh, that's especially true if you're somewhere where there aren't any other problems like chicago yes for example where you're sitting around, you're in this big city where everything is perfect. And you're like, God, what can we focus yeah. some energy on? We have nothing to deal with right now. Right. And I actually, I don't even like saying it that way because it's more like Chicago has so much to deal with and they still found this important enough to like talk about officially. And I don't disagree that, I mean, it's not nothing. No, no, it's. They did it's something. Pretty, yeah, they. They had a pierogi off <laughs> over it. Yep. Like pretty much everyone except Israel and the Biden administration want a ceasefire in Gaza now. And you can add the Chicago City Council to the list of outfits and organizations that have called for that recently. And again, it's not like Chicago has nothing else to do. And I'm not saying it that way. I'm not, I don't mean... Don't you want to go worry about your own gun problems first? It's like, yeah, they got gun problems. They have violence problems. But they're looking at Gaza and they're like, no, actually, you guys. Yeah. You guys have gun problems. And this is 
literally just kind of a, like a ceremonial thing. Like it's, yeah, it's not, well, oh, they're like, oh, so you're not, we can't emigrate to Chicago now. (laughs) Like that's not, yeah, that is definitely one of those things when you find out that like, you know, some like, they're like, oh, uh, just so you know that, uh, you know, Lithuania has joined the war effort against the Axis powers. And you're like, all right, thanks for the 40 dudes. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like there are, there are some things where it's like, oh, okay. All right. Well, thanks for the assist. It would be crazy if this passed yeah. and Israel was just like, fine. Yeah. Oh, we're Jesus done. Christ. You happy now? Huge Cubs fans. <laughs> I just figured out what they need to do. What's that? They need to send Dennis Rodman over there. Oh, that would put him in a Bulls jersey. We know that he's a diplomat. Yeah. Like we know for a, f- we've done podcasts about his diplomacy skills. That would either fix the problem or get someone nuked. One of the two. Yeah, but he would block the nuke. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or at least catch it when it bounces off something. Yeah. Yeah. He pulls it down and then tosses it to MJ for (laughs) Right. Yeah. The, as you'd expect, highly controversial and emotionally charged decision. Arguments over it leading up to the final vote carried on for months. The resolution was introduced by Alderwoman Rosana Rodriguez Sanchez. Very Of, of Israel. Correct. Very close vote, so much so that Mayor Brandon Johnson cast the tie-breaking vote. Good job, BJ. Jeff. So I know what you're thinking. Wow, one half of the Chicago City Council, all Jewish. That's some representation right there. But no, no, there's only one Jewish member of the Chicago City Council. She, of course, voted. I don't know why I said, of course. I know plenty of Jewish yeah, people yeah, who are plenty of very opposed to what's very against it. Yeah, <laughs> happening in Gaza, but. Deborah Silverstein, she did indeed vote against the resolution. And her feelings were a lot of what you're hearing from people on the internet. Don't you think Israel has a right to defend itself? Things like that. But there were also some people who objected on the grounds that this vote would run counter to the current White House agenda. Oh, no. On Israel. Oh, God forbid. No, no. God God forbid we say something about the government. Isn't the beauty of our government supposed to be that you're allowed to criticize it? Isn't that like the whole uh, gosh darn point? It used to be that. It used to be that. But now it's not. Now if you do it, you might as well be voting for Trump. I mean, you can do it. You just have to be criticizing the other side. I don't think there's a lot of people on the Republican side who get off easy criticizing Trump. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they get, they do. And then they immediately get absolutely bodied by him. And then they go run around. Like it was the thing with DeSantis, right? Where he was like saying like, if you love Trump, you're a, you're a fucking idiot. You have no spine, blah, blah, blah. And then he immediately got like obliterated in the primaries. And he's like, Donald Trump's a really good guy. Yeah. Yeah. God, the power of that man. Like it's, it's one of those things where like, I find Donald Trump, absolutely fascinating i know we're like drifting away from the chicago yeah, thing so it's but like the idea that like this man has faced so many enemies and converted them like yeah. he, i like yeah. he he like it's like the mongols like they're like we take you now you're part of us like you a little bit like yeah. that happened with ted like every single like like also ran of the polit- of the republican party everyone that like has a medium amount of power that tries to challenge him immediately gets like absorbed (laughs) into his fucking orbit. It's insane. Yeah. And it's troubling a little bit. And man, I just don't know what is in store for this election. It's not like the last two elections where I felt like I knew what was going to happen and I was right. No, the Israel stuff is really going to, I think it's going to cost Biden the election. The Israel stuff is going to make this election crazy. If Trump somehow doesn't get the Republican nomination and Nikki Haley gets it, that's going to make shit crazy. Even if Trump gets the nomination, RFK Jr. is going to make shit crazy. There are so many ways this election could go. And my only real prediction about how it's going to end is that most of us are going to be very unhappy. Like most of the country. Yeah. 
when you break down like by percentage, no matter what side wins, there's going to be, I don't know, 60, 70% of the country that hates it. I'm glad I got to live in the fun America for a little bit. Yeah. Like it wasn't, I mean, grand scheme of things, it wasn't a long time. Like it's interesting watching your, the empire that you got to experience a golden age of collapse. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad I was alive during the eighties. Like the eighties were such a nightmare, but God compared to now. Oh yeah. Oh, even the Russia stuff. It wasn't as intense as it is now. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they had that, the whole doomsday clock thing with, with the Afghanistan, uh, invasion and stuff. But in the long-term thing, that also was a thing that bound us all together. Yeah, but also that doomsday clock got closer to midnight in the 2000s than it did back then. Had all those cool Genesis videos. Oh, man. Land Land of of Confusion Confusion is such a good video. Do do yourself a favor. After the show, after you listen to this for the second time, which you will, um, go watch the Land of Confusion video by Genesis because the song is great, but the video elevates it to a level that you'll never see again because music videos aren't a thing. Yeah, they're not. They're not a thing much. You know, they're on YouTube still, but like, yeah, yeah. Who's watching YouTube videos? <laughs> Thank you, YouTube. We hope we love you. Oh, Make sure you like and subscribe. Yeah, mash that uh, like, hit that, button. hit the Again. notifications bell, notifications. So that way we can. You have no idea. It's a free thing you could do. Hello it makes Fresh. So much thing. Ad read. Hello Fresh. Code, Magic Spoon. Yeah. Code Y Delts. Um. Don't forget. Out. Uh. Don't forget that you need to get a uh, VPN. Yeah, and yeah. NordVPN, of course. NordVPN, stamps.com. Oh, yeah. For all that stuff you're mailing out. You in the market for a home. mattress, buddy? Ooh. Oh, Ooh. we have options. Yeah, yeah. Just hit us up. Hit us up if you see us out on the street. We'll set you up with a mattress code. All right. So, yeah, again, this resolution really means nothing. It doesn't mean the war is over. The war has not ended. There's only one thing you can do that will end the war in Gaza, and that is shunning the people in your life who you deem to be not anti-Israel enough. Or not pro-Israel enough, depending on the way you view it. Yeah, Yeah. depending on what side of it you're on, just make sure you're really thin in the herd. Depending on how much context you lack for your interpersonal relationships, you're going to have to do one of those things. And that is the only way to be a person. Yeah, you want to be, once the war jumps off, you want to be like, I mean, the big war, not just yeah. the war. There's already a war in the Middle East. Like, you want to be friend negative by that point. Yeah, you really like, want to have more enemies than friends right, at that right, point. Right, right, Yeah. So let's talk about this next story. This is weird. Police are going to a gay bar. <laughs> this is nuts. We'll link to all of these articles in the show notes like we always do. Did I even say this is a local news roundup episode? Well, we did now. I don't know if you guys (laughs) knew this, but this is a local news roundup. Obviously, Chicago and Israel. When I think local, I think Chicago. I mean, I think Israel. I mean, Chicago. Well, it's local doesn't mean like local LA news. I know. I've explained. We know. I'm exhausted. I'm so tired. So tired. tired. Oh, it probably shows. You can probably hear it. Oh, thank God we got these lights really highlighting yeah. all of our just Which is crazy because we're still so much funnier than like most. That is true. If not all podcasts. I would say that that is true. Even though super tired. It's just so, so tired. Exhausted. So Seattle police are raiding gay bars, enforcing archaic lewdness laws. This is one of those, just a fantastic reminder that liberal city never equals liberal police force. Yeah. yeah, There's no such thing as a liberal police force. And that includes Seattle. A cabe. I like to say all cops are bastards everywhere. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. And that includes Seattle, Washington. That is where the Seattle PD's joint enforcement team jet, like the Paul McCartney song in conjunction with the city's liquor and cannabis board who given the name, you'd think they're way more fun. They'd be chill. Yeah, they are not. They raided four gay bars last week, looking for violations of the state's antiquated lewd conduct laws. I would like to add that this, you know, you make, we always make the joke for the past 20 years or so Simpsons did it. 
But the do you remember the prohibition episode of The Simpsons where they were just like, oh, we found a prohibition law from back in the day. So alcohol is now still illegal. Oh, it was yeah, like yeah. a whole thing. And it's like it kind of feels like that where they're like, how can we be bigots legally? It really is, because if you read the article, this law they're enforcing, they weren't enforcing it for the longest time, like decades and decades and decades. And now they're just showing up and telling these bar owners that, hey, we're enforcing these laws again. And like, they don't have to, they could just like take those laws off the books. I think the cops are really looking for more support from the community. Sure. And they saw how well St. Louis did oh, yeah, yeah, by yeah. crashing into that gay bar and then arresting and it supposedly assaulting the owners. Oh, I bet they didn't assault them. <laughs> I bet <laughs> they did. Yeah. There was a public meeting where this came up and uh, people were heated. At one point, lawmakers during that meeting tried to argue that these weren't raids because there were no warrants and the cops weren't in uniform. It can't be a raid when we do it shady. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, holy shit. Yeah. This wasn't a raid. It was worse. Do you think when he said that right away, he was like, I am absolutely going to have to walk that back. This is going to be in the papers. The guy who said that did eventually walk it back. You, you think? And then another member of the liquor and cannabis board came out and said this with eight to 10 people showing up at a given time. It's difficult for us not to take that into consideration. It probably felt like a raid. And I'm hearing from the community that it felt like a raid end quote. Well, of course it felt like a raid eight undercover cops. <laughs> yeah, That's worse. That's worse. I'd rather it be a bunch of fucking beat cops. You should beat cops. <laughs> <laughs> right? The raids started early Saturday morning when jet stormed into a bar called the cuff complex with flashlights and threatened to cite a bartender for an exposed nipple. And what's crazy about these laws is it seems like the way they were written, the idea was, well, if you dress like this in public, it's going to make people want to sexually assault you. Oh, we've never heard that argument yeah, before. Yeah. But this is just like a on the books law version of that idea. So that raises the obvious question. Well, if that's true, why wouldn't you just go after the people that would assault someone for dressing? That way. Because then they'd have to arrest their coworkers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The other question that came up in regards to this incident, especially, is like, who is that exposed nipple hurting? Like, if you see a dude's exposed nipple and it sends you into such a frenzy that you rape that man, I, I don't know. I don't know. You were, you were going to do some yeah. shit. Talk about a feeding frenzy, if you know what I mean. <laughs> hey. Get it. I, I will say there are certain things that I understand from a health code aspect of certain things. But as Adam and I were discussing before we even started recording, that's not what this is. Yeah. They weren't there to hand out a through D's and put them in the windows at another bar, the Seattle Eagle. They took pictures of customers in jock straps in the name of collecting evidence. Mm -hmm. I bet they also made stops at two other gay bars, neighbors, nightclub, and another called the lumber yard. I mentioned that solely so we can take a moment to appreciate how absolutely perfect the name lumber yard is for a gay bar. It's a perfect name for a gay bar. Like That's they should, they should franchise that out like fucking Hooters. Yeah. That in the toolbox. Yeah. That's a good one too. And here's the thing, just like Hooters, the right chicken wings will get me in the door. Like I don't, Oh yeah. I don't care what, the dress code is no reason. If I have to show nipple to get yard. the perfect chicken, I'll do it. I don't care if the wait staff hits on me. I would prefer it for I, a change. If I would prefer it. Yeah. It would be nice to feel wanted. Right. Is what I'm saying. But that would actually be, it all hinges on the chicken wings. I'm sorry. We're going to find the best gay bars, chicken wings, <laughs> and we should go. Why not? Why not? So, these raids became news after bar owners wrote an open letter over it. And that was covered by the stranger. Also Dan Savage, which is a name I'm sure a lot of people have heard. He's just a generally famous guy. 
but he's currently involved with an outfit called Index Media. He brought up a really great point about this. It's not just that, okay, well, Seattle cops are doing this thing. It's more the message that it sends to the rest of the country because all over the country last year, there were 500 plus anti-LGBTQ bills that were attempted to be entered into law. More than 80 of them passed. Yeah, it's like a like an 18% pass rate. Yeah, that's, that's more than jar, one. It's jarring. More than one per state if we're averaging it out. And so what his concern is, what he brings up in this article is, think of the message that sends to like a police force in Florida. Yeah, like Duluth, Minnesota, who has a gay bar in their town. And they're like, well, shit, if liberal Seattle is storming these gay bars, we got to step up our enforcement here. Duluth, you're on notice. Yeah. yeah. We're on to you. Gay Don't bar challenge. You've been tagged in the gay bar challenge, Duluth. Don't storm. Yeah, don't. Don't do don't, it. No, That's how just, the challenge works. The challenge is we challenge you to just not. let these people yeah. live and to stop punishing them for existing as the way that they are. Yeah. Yeah, that, yes. Exactly. Yeah, gay bar challenge. You've been tagged. Someone tag your local police in the gay bar challenge. Someone tag your local police car with a can of spray paint. <laughs> hey, are we allowed to say that? Uh, we did. No, so I don't think we, we are. I did. I did. Don't uh, do that. Don't do it. All right. Let's talk about, this is sad. Jeff, for one thing, Jeff doesn't even like sports. A lie. But we host a podcast about sports anyway. It's called, you don't even like sports. It's a podcast about sports for people who don't like sports. Like Adam. The story we're going to talk about next, it's about sports. In a way. But it's not about sports. Sports is the background, the pastiche, if you will. Yes. But it's more about a few big problems we have in this country. Guns, road rage, and dudes, kind of. The, I feel like that third one is redundant. Yeah, yeah. I feel like guns and road rage, that's not a, that's not a female problem. <laughs> not not All these crazy, bro well, because they're the ones causing the road rage. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yeah. That reminds me of a story that just happened in LA. Ooh, bad times. So in 2016, New Orleans Saints defensive end, Will Smith. Getting murdered with it. <laughs> was shot and killed in New Orleans by tow truck company owner, Cardell Hayes. And the trial over that shooting has carried on for eight years and it just finally came to a conclusion last week adam what happened hayes was found guilty of manslaughter which is what murder should be yeah yeah brian regan has an amazing bit about the manslaughter and murder and how yeah. how they should be juxtaposed they should yeah be manslaughter yeah. sounds so much yeah worse it's like what are you in for manslaughter i'm in for man's laughter <laughs> I slaughtered a man. So Will Smith, he was shot and killed. Hayes was found guilty of manslaughter. This is such, I knew this happened, but I had never looked into the details. And then I found this while I was looking through headlines on a local New Orleans outlet called The Guardian. No, actually, that is a UK outlet. I'm like The Guardian. That the Guardian is up on U.S news like they have reporters in the u.s well they sure yeah yeah they're, they're, they're global they're based out of the uk right but they cover you'll find a lot of u.s news in the guardian that you don't find anywhere else and i think it's because they're not beholden to u.s advertisers or the u.s military as much but that's neither here nor there so this trial carried on for eight years and the details of this are just so tragic according to the evidence that was presented at two different trials smith had spent the day at a street festival drinking with his wife raquel and friends in new orleans which is the most normal new orleans sentence i've ever heard yeah i mean just being in new orleans you're at a street festival at a street festival and running quite a risk of getting shot yeah and you have a, a pretty pretty medium to high blood alcohol content yeah his blood alcohol content was apparently three times the legal limit which matters because he was driving his wife and two friends to a hotel bar to continue partying 
when he lightly struck the back of a Hummer being driven by Cardell Hayes. And Hayes pulled over, but then he began pursuing Smith when Smith didn't stop. Hayes then hit the back of Smith's SUV and everyone in both cars got out and a confrontation ensued. You've seen some wild stuff in traffic. I sure have. Lines. Yeah, yeah. I've, se- I've seen some fights. I've seen some, some events happen. Some stabbings. Didn't you see a stabbing? I saw a man get hit by a car and then get stabbed. You know, what's funny <laughs> is I was thinking of LA, not remembering that. Yeah. In Albuquerque, I saw a man in a crosswalk get plowed into by uh, an Escalade. Uh, and then he started beating the shit out of the car. And then the passenger side got out and they stabbed him. And then they got in and took <laughs> off. God, that was wild. That it was right outside crazy. of the Blackbird Cafe in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Oh, shout out Albuquerque. And, and I was there with my friend Greg. And I was like, holy goddamn shit. Did you see that? And he was <laughs> so like, he was just like, yeah, man, the city. Like he was so <laughs> casual about it. I think he was like, man, Fridays in Albuquerque are nuts. And I was like, that that's what you have to say about this. <laughs> Is that you, yeah, man, the weekends start crazy in Albuquerque. It's like we just witnessed a man get stabbed. Possibly we may have witnessed a man dying. Yeah. Oh, yeah, probably. And so at the point where everyone gets out, an argument ensues. A patron who's dining at a nearby bar hears one man warn the other that he had a gun, at which point the other man is like, Oh, coincidence. I have a gun too. Give to the Magi. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to go get my gun. And he goes to do that. And at that point, the patron says the man is shot and killed. Who would have thought a guy with a Hummer would immediately pull a gun? <laughs> yeah, That's exactly. so unlike guys that would go out and buy Hummers. Right. You know, I wanted a Hummer so bad when I was like 17. Like that was the peak yeah, of like yeah. what you think is cool. Some adults still think that what 17-year-olds think is cool is cool. It is worth noting Cardell Hayes, against all odds between these two, was like the more physically imposing. So he had to be a giant. I would think. I would think. Because, again, Will Smith, defensive end. Like, that's, a, that's, a, that's a powerful man, yeah. That's a, that is such a specific body type. It's like Suge Knight fighting 50 Cent. You're just like, well, that guy's impressive. And then you're like, but that guy is a monster. Yeah. Yeah. But who's 50 cent in this? Like Will Smith would be 50 cent. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, He's in great shape. The game. Should I say the game? Would that be more? Maybe. Because the game, he, he, he really works hard. So when investigators arrived at the scene, they found Will Smith slumped over his steering wheel, dead from eight gunshots, seven of them to the back with a gun a few feet away in the center console of the car. His wife was also shot twice in the leg. So at one point, Hayes testified. This is where this story gets strange. At one point, Hayes testified during his first trial that a retired police captain who was friends with Will Smith arrived on the scene and whisked that gun away from the scene to protect the memory of Will Smith. And that sounds improbable at first, but the media picked up on that thread for a while because one, the police captain in question had dined with Will Smith immediately prior to his death. And his alibi was that, oh, I was already at the hotel waiting for him. And even Will Smith's attorneys were like, yeah, we can't prove that he yeah, didn't they, 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 like they, he, he could have like still done that and got to the hotel before investigating. Yeah, you're not going to you're not going to do an episode of serial on that. Like, <laughs> that's not going to be we, and, we tested out the driving of the <laughs> make it to there. But it also gets weirder. Another big coincidence here. That same police detective, Cardell Hayes father was shot and killed by police shortly after Hurricane Katrina because he was having a mental health issue and tried to stab that same detective. Is this like a Netflix show right. that I'm not aware of? <laughs> Is there just something happening that I'm just fully, just blissfully unaware of where like there's this twisted web of like it's wait, police corruption? Who'd have thought? 
such an insane coincidence for all of that to unfold. And like, if the New Orleans PD doesn't want the media taking suggestions like that seriously, they shouldn't be such a fucking corrupt police force. Like their Department of Justice has gotten involved corrupt. Yeah. No matter how fun uh, Hannibal Burris's New Orleans joke makes them seem. Oh, yeah. I don't think I remember that joke. But, it's a good one. But ACAB includes New Orleans. ACAB includes Hannibal Burris. <laughs> <laughs> and it is interesting. Hayes was initially convicted and sentenced to 25 years in prison, but it was by a jury vote of 10 to 2. And is that how juries work? Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure you've heard it mentioned before. Louisiana has like a whole different legal system than well, the yeah, rest of. Because one of the people there has to wear a white linen suit and have one of those Colonel Sanders ties. Right, yeah. right. And you have to wear the glasses that look like you conspired to assassinate yeah. JFK. Now, I may not be a fancy <laughs> city lawyer, but uh, I am the district attorney of uh, Baton Rouge. But it is true. There's like a whole different, I don't know exactly how it works, but the legal system is different. It's Bayou law in Louisiana. Like you have to learn the law different to practice law there. And apparently a 10 to two jury verdict for the longest time. That's, is, that seems like something that should be federal. Right? Like, there was a guy during the JFK, like Warren commission trials which all happened in New Orleans. And he was acquitted 10 to two of having conspired or like participated in a plot to kill JFK. And then he took off on a fan boat. Probably. And the Supreme court eventually ruled verdicts like this unconstitutional. And that's why Cardell Hayes got another trial. And this <laughs> okay, real quick. So does that mean they were like 10 to two? So guilty. And then they're like, we, we know we know about the president. You can't like they it's like they tried to slip a guilty verdict yeah. in. They're like 10 to 2. You know what that means? Guilty? It's like, no, that's you're gonna get an unconstitutional yeah. appeal on that one. He's been found mostly guilty. <laughs> ah, yes. The American justice system of mostly guilty. So he was tried again, found guilty of manslaughter again. Weirdly. This time, though, found guilty of manslaughter in the shooting of Will Smith, but not guilty of attempted manslaughter in the shooting of Raquel Smith. One, how is attempted manslaughter even a thing? Yeah, it seems like attempted murder at that point in time. Yeah, because doesn't manslaughter imply you weren't trying? Look, man, Louisiana's <laughs> a crazy place to be, mon ami. You know what I'm saying? We're going to make up all sorts of crimes now. Oh, you had too fat after this. I couldn't help but notice you did not have a pound of crayfish on you when you committed the crime, and therefore you're going to get an extra penalty. You want beignet? You want to have a dusted beignet, baby? <laughs> Don't wear black down these beignets. Oh, no, 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 no. We're going to dance around here. We're going to be covered in powdered sugar. Ah, Louisiana. We love you. I want to go there sometime? I sure do. Yeah, I would go. But you don't drink. What are you going to do in Louisiana? Don't eat a beignet or some crawfish. <laughs> That's true. I'm going to have a nice etouffee. That, eat like, some gumbo. Like, I don't know if you're talking, uh, I don't know if you're insane or not, but uh, New Orleans is famous for their amazing fattening food, food yeah. that will kill me when I go. Yeah. And that is how I want to die. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the things that might kill you yes. in New Orleans. That or a guy that owns a tow truck company. Or the police. Okay. All right. How about this next story? It's weird that this is happening because global warming, Jeff, isn't real. It's a hoax. Yep. Yeah. I think we've all, I think the science is in and it's every part of it is wrong. First <laughs> off, global, global implies around earth. And we know that's not the case. Right. You know, it's not a globe. It's <laughs> exactly. We're on the back of a turtle. So <laughs> yeah. So this is a uh, very fascinating. Yeah. The university of Minnesota women's rowing team we do follow their work do they not have a men's rowing team or are the men is it like iowa basketball where the men just suck and they just yeah, want to talk to the women men don't row yeah <laughs> do you even row bro do you even do you even bro row shit <laughs> shit the women's rowing team was able to practice outside recently oh they went for like they went for a jog they were getting their cardio up by running and jeff i mean they were able to put their boats on the Mississippi River in the heart of the Minnesota winter. 
That seems like you can't do that. It normally is a thing you cannot do. By this point in the year, the Mississippi River is usually a sheet of ice. Like Minnesota, that's the the state from a lot of the stuff from Fargo. Yes, most of the movie Fargo takes place in yeah. Minnesota. I know Fargo is North Dakota, right? Right. That's strange. Very strange. I that I think of that place as being cold. And here's the thing. Minnesota would have been just as cool of a name for that movie, I think. You're not wrong. Yeah, yeah. Although and I do think Fargo is great. Fargo is possibly my favorite movie of all time. Great. Did you see this season of the television? I haven't. We talk about this all the time. <sighs> I'm going to keep talking to you until you finally watch it. So, yeah, this the the Mississippi would normally be a big old solid block of ice, not solid like from top to bottom. That's not how no, that that's works. not how rivers work, idiots. But it would normally not be suitable to put your rowboat on and go out for a practice. Yeah, you would put your boat on it, not in it. Right. And before we get to why I'm bringing this up, let's let's run through a couple quotes. It's really crazy, but it's such a good opportunity. It's always better to be outside than indoors. That is team captain Madeline Lang. Hey, Madeline, Madeline, <laughs> real quick. I hope you said other things that they just edited out of that quote. Yeah. Because I feel like you might not understand the implications of what you're saying. Well, that's fine because Madeline's very young. But now let's hear from one of the coaches. It was amazing. In the last five years I've been here, I think the earliest we've ever touched the water is maybe like the last day of March. I've never seen the river not be frozen solid. And now the quote that I was surprised to not find in here anywhere was anyone saying, oh my God, the world is on fire and we are all going to die of global warming. Global warming isn't mentioned in this article once. No, you don't want to get political when it comes to the end of the world. <laughs> and I was sure it was at least going to get like, a mention, a reference, something. Maybe, maybe you guys actually understand the concepts of cause and effect in these things. Now I understand that the star tribune likes to keep it apolitical here, but let's what see. the actual hell? Let's see. That's the other thing. This is a very liberal part of the country. Minneapolis, now, Minnesota is generally like the cities are Pretty, pretty blue. I mean, wasn't that like that one of the highest concentrations of Muslims is in Minnesota? Um, you might be thinking of Dearborn, Michigan. Minnesota has a very high concentration of Hmong people, H-M-O-N-G. There is actually a Hmong gang called something like Masters of Destruction or something. God, they, that's cool gang. That's they, a cool gang name. They killed a couple for flashing gang signs at them. Jeff, that couple was deaf. They were speaking sign language and they confronted these motherfuckers and were like, what's that you claiming? Shot them. Yes. Midwest is wild, man. Wow. And it's also very warm right now, apparently. Yeah. So get on out there. That was a thing I noticed late in the NFL season. There were not a lot of snow games. There were some, but... Not many. There were like five that I can think of. Yeah. And I mean, I understand that. And this is, a, the, there's an argument that comes in, which is like, uh, and also it's a very conservative argument. There's like, sometimes there are warm winters. Noted. Excellent point. True. When every winter is the warmest it's ever been in a, in a pattern, not a fluke, but a yeah. pattern. That's different. Then it's going to be a whole thing. Well, it's just natural. This is a natural thing. That's how we got the Ice Age in the first place. We don't want the Ice Age. I would rather not have the Ice yeah, Age. Yeah, I, I don't want... It's like when uh, someone eats something and they're like, it's like a bomb went off in your mouth. I don't want a bomb to go a bomb off in my, in my mouth. mouth. Yeah. A that. flavor explosion I do want, but a bomb I don't want. All right. Bad news for any sports collectible types out there who were hoping to come home with a cool collectible over the weekend because... By the time this goes up, me and Jeff will have already, I think, gone half seas on this. Sotheby's is auctioning off something called the Michael Jordan Dynasty Collection. It is on auction as we speak. Here's what it is. Six Air Jordan shoes. An Air Jordan 6, an Air Jordan 7, an Air Jordan 8, an Air Jordan, is that XL? 11. Is that 11? Yes, yeah. it's an yeah. 11. 
12, 13. And actually, that's 14. Oh, yeah, 14. Yeah, what, what, what's with all the skips? He didn't oh, wear the, he didn't I wear the he, 10s, huh? Yeah, yeah. Why? I wonder why he didn't. Well, the first three would be the first three championships. These would be the last three championships. These ones, because the, the, the 10s came out in the 2000s, in the early 2000s. Right? Oh. I, I worked at Foot Locker when they released the 10s. Okay, well. That's weird, right? I'm, so he was wearing 14s before? I don't know. That's a, that's weird. I would I I would love to know more about that or if he had his own thing because that's that's interesting. Um, but yeah, I remember we worked, when I worked at Foot Locker, the Air Jordan 10s came out. Uh, yeah, now you're going to get all the like the, oh, so that's a different one. 94. Oh, they must have been the re-releases. Yeah, 94 they came out. So yeah. When I was. So my question is why no 13? Did they not win? No, they won because they won their first three championships consecutively. Then he took the break, which would explain why no nine or 10, but then they won three more consecutive championships, but he wears it's the 11, 12 and 14. That's weird. Interesting. Whatever the case, it's one shoe each. It's not a pair of each of those. It's one shoe. And the reason it is so is because Tim Hallam a PR executive for the Chicago Bulls before the final game of the Bulls first championship win, Tim Hallam approached Michael Jordan and said, Hey, after you win, can I have one of your shoes? Will you sign it? And Michael Jordan probably like made him toss quarters. I have a feeling they had to be gambling buddies, right? I would, it doesn't, think it doesn't so. seem like a thing Michael Jordan would do. Yeah. It, Unless you were like whipping playing cards into a top hat to yeah. see who gets to win more. Yeah, Tim Hallam was probably like, hey, you know how you owe me $85,000 from that game of Pinochle we played last week? I will take one of your shoes. Yeah. How about that? How about just one shoe? <laughs> and Jordan did it. And then for each subsequent championship, he gave one of these shoes to Tim Hallam. And that guy still killed Jordan's dad. He did. Yeah, crazy. With the other shoe, the other shoe, yeah. He that's how you create a confusing, um, <laughs> a, a confusing trail, yeah. And so he got one for every Bulls championship, and I think each one is from the clinching game of each championship, which is nuts. Michael, what are you doing, man? You should have given those to me. Eventually, Tim Hallam sold them like an ungrateful bastard, he sure is. And now the person he sold them to is auctioning them off. They are expected to fetch anywhere from, I have here, 7 to $10. Oh, no, 7 to $10 million. That's more. You think that's what the person who bought them for spent? Around <laughs> $10 million? Probably. Maybe $10 million for those uh, six pairs, of, six shoes. Yeah, what do you think Tim Hallam's feeling? Yeah, he right probably now? got sixty grand for them or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just sold a Naomi Osaka card for $75, and the person I sold it to immediately relisted it for $175. It's like, did I fuck up? Did you I do might something have. wrong? You absolutely might have. Whoops. You still got money that you didn't have before, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I did fine. And I think he's shooting a little high yeah, from the I rafters think, I think there. He's, I think he's uh, got his hopes up a little too high. So this next story, I didn't really flesh out the notes for this. I thought this was going to be one of those, like, the public is being hysterical type of stories. Yeah. The headline said police warn of pink drug showing up at school in small town, Wisconsin. And I was like, all right, is this going to be like crocodile where, yeah, it's like around, but it's not really a thing or Jankum. Remember that? Or, or what was the one? bath salts? Yeah. 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 But actually, no, I looked into it and pink is the street name of a drug called U four seven seven zero zero. It is what a German submarine. It's that's the thing. It sounds German and it's like a das Untersee boat. It's a combination of three different opiates and it's Ooh, right. The devil's triad. <laughs> and it is, apparently more potent than fentanyl, but it also seems like it kills you when you use it in conjunction with fentanyl like that. What high do you have to need that? You're just like, I got to take fentanyl with this other thing. It's like the regular fentanyl just isn't enough for me. And it, 
in terms of Prince, it makes sense that it's one of the drugs that was in his system when he died because Prince, about a week before he died, he was spotted like pacing around outside of Walgreens. And I think they have confirmed that his doctor like cut him off from opioids right before he died. They took a king and they took a prince. Jeff, here's the thing. We had a psychic on an episode of Pretty Scary. You sure did. At one point, a medium. And she talked about having done a seance type of thing where she contacted Prince and Prince told her that he died because his recently hired Jamaican assistant got him drugs when he wasn't able to get them from a doctor. And that's what killed him. I kind of feel like Jamaican was added in as flavor text that didn't <laughs> need to be added in here. Was print was the, is Prince's ghost racist or was the medium racist? It's a valid. Question. She's like, she's like, and Prince told me that his uh, new Jamaican assistant. Well, I don't even need to keep going. Do I? Well, he wants to make sure she still goes to jail. He's like, I want you to be able to identify her. That was my Prince. <laughs> It is a good prince. Thank you. Thank you. But yeah, I guess watch out for you 47700 if your kids bring home a pink. Yeah. Check them out there. They should be bringing home pink CDs. Yeah. Don't let them take it. Not pink pills. No, no. Yeah. It is crazy how opiates are just like the thing now. They're even, I saw a news report last night about something called gas station heroin. Let me... Let me do the irresponsible. We've all bought our heroin outside the gas station. Well, let me do the irresponsible. It's already there. It's already filled in. Thing and get the name of Tianeptine. Tianeptine is the name of the supplement. And it's being sold in gas stations and smoke shops. And it apparently like mimics the effects of opiates. So that's a thing. Can you go back to that page? <laughs> you can just buy I won't tell you the brand name. It looks like a five-hour energy bottle. It, uh, yeah, it's like five-hour anti-energy. <laughs> yeah, it's five-hour energy sucker. <laughs> uh, um, like, it's like in Tropic Thunder when he smashes all the heroin into their face. He's like, we got to get out of here. We only have 18 hours before they wake <laughs> up. All right. Next story. Hey. 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 Far be it from us to not give Joe Biden the praise he deserves when he does something good. Hey, Jack, look at me. I'm a hero. <laughs> Joe Biden is heading to East Palestine, oh. Ohio, one year after the train derailment disaster. Hey, Jack, I, I've been reading about you in the news. All my, <laughs> all my people have been talking about you. you got a lot going on with the Jews right now, so I figured I'd come and check and see how it's all going here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I imagine him landing and being like, this isn't anything like He's like, this stuff. looks way worse than I expected it to look. <laughs> yeah. Ohio, shit. I thought I was going to Israel. And yeah, this is such a bad look, but it's like, I mean, it's a better look than never going, but the fact that, and this is brought up in one of the articles we'll link to, the fact that Joe Biden was able to make it to like Maui, yeah, Florida. It's beautiful there. Nice and warm. Yeah, very warm when he went. Like he showed up for all these other disasters. And he didn't show up for this one. And it's a bad look because what was the talking point about this town when this happened? Trump town. Trump town, USA. Hey, I don't know if you know this about Ohio, but it's a bit of a swing state, my friend. And, yeah. Uh, he wasn't in election mode when this shit happened. And now he's like, oh, shit, I forgot to visit the swing state that got a train derailment. Yeah. Like, even if you're not in election mode, like, him not going immediately. And I know they're like every president is going to have their apologists. He could have been having like an adrenochrome withdrawal. <laughs> like you don't know what he was going through when this happened. That's a good point. Hey, Jack, they're not letting me suck the energy out of these kids, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like with it being such a Trump town, that is all the more reason why he should have gone immediately just to be like, Hey, I know you hate me, man, but I'm here. I'm I'm here. Trump wouldn't have been here, but I'm here. Let me tell you about Corn Pop. I was going to say, I bet Corn Pop did that <laughs> shit. Corn Pop I mean, is his Mr. Glass. 
derailing trains and shit. That's the problem. Trump went. Trump went like almost immediately after it happened. Very lot about the trains. What terrible things. Terrible trains. He like handed out Trump brand bottled water and shit. Biden didn't. <laughs> I'm not saying Trump's a good dude, but like, hey man, pretend. Yeah, like I think he maybe sent Pete Buttigieg. Well, that's the actual the other thing I was gonna say is like Pete Buttigieg doesn't have any swing, huh? Yeah, he's like transportation secretary, but that's like a pet in the yeah, cabinet, right? Yeah, like that's like a and he's he's CIA. Like, what's he really doing? We don't know. Derailing trains is what he's doing. <laughs> that's why they put him. That's why they put him over in the transportation thing, so he can do more CIA shit. And so, yeah, I mean, it is good that Biden's finally going, and they keep saying, "Well, he wanted to go at a point where him going would help." And I will say. What's happening in East Palestine, Ohio, is still pretty fucking sketchy. We did an entire episode about it. I think it might have been on the conspiracy pod, but there is, it seems like they're trying to cover up a lot in East Palestine. And I'm not, for those reasons, I'm not super surprised Biden didn't go immediately because people had some questions about the air quality and how air quality was being tested, what standards they were using. Oh, so this is basically just another Flint, Michigan water thing, but with air. It's a lot like that. It's like, we're going we're gonna to hurry up and we're just going to contaminate every element we can think of. That fire in Maui, filled with toxins. Yeah. And I'm just kind of going off the top of my head here and trying to recall exactly what the issue was in Palestine or East Palestine. But if I recall correctly, the EPA a long, long time ago issued guidance for what amount of this certain toxin can be found in the soil without it being like a long-term problem. And eventually it was recommended that they scale that way, 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 way back. And that recommendation like got shot down. And so They're like, but money people will be mad at us. And so the levels in the soil are safe according to like 70s science. What? Yeah. Like what the EPA used to say, and they are not safe according to what people wanted it changed to common sense. Like yeah. science would say they're right. like, what you want right. us to take asbestos out of the soil. We've spent so much time putting it in there. And like, I don't care if it's a town full of Trump supporters, there's still people, there's still people. There's kids, there's pets. I would like to add, by the way, if you're one of those people, you're a piece of shit. Like if you're one of, not the people that are there, but like if you're <laughs> one of those people that like when shit happens in Texas and you like get a little gleeful about it because it's a red state or whatever, or the way they vote, you're a fucking asshole. Yeah. Like you're a yeah. huge piece of shit for saying that because like most people that lean in that direction are trapped in those locations. Yeah, you also got to take things like gerrymandering into account Ch children is a big one like the way a state votes doesn't always reflect what the will the of the people people are like i think georgia is a huge example of that right like yeah. georgia has been historically a blue state that has been masquerading as red because of gerrymandering yeah yeah so nuance who'd have thought Ever nuance and context are a valuable thing to have also humanity and empathy yeah and so I don't know if this even counts as local news, but I think according to all federal election laws, if I shit talk Biden, I have to shit talk Trump also. Not hard. Yeah, not hard. Although he's so much funnier than Biden. Yeah, he used to be. I mean, he's he's still pretty good. He's a better he's, comedian he's, 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 he's than funny, Biden. Yeah. He's just a terrible person who sucks. He's a terrible person and he's getting scary especially in regards to his rhetoric toward immigrants. And if you're looking for a difference between Biden and Trump, I think immigration is still it in that the United States is just hell bent on making things hard for immigrants, people seeking asylum here. Like that's not going to change from administration to administration. But the way Trump talks about it matters. And Trump 
talks about immigrants, especially right now on the campaign trail, Trump is talking about immigrants absolutely the same way Hitler talked about Jews. He has made it clear that pretty much day one, they are going to go out and round up immigrants and deport them, even if it's just people here illegally. But what does illegally mean to Trump? I can change all sorts of ways there. Like he has said several times, he's got this line he keeps saying, which is, I'm going to be a dictator on day one. And then after that, I won't be. And people- Classic dictator thing. And here's the thing. My concern is, and he says he's going to be a dictator on immigration or the border. My concern is that on day one, he will like, issue some sort of executive order to like overturn DACA and just round motherfuckers up, deport them and let them fight it out in court to get back here. That's always been my fear with DACA, which is it's on the one hand, a excellent program that needed to happen. That also has now given us like a registry of where millions and millions or maybe not. I think it might be hundreds. It's one of those programs you create assuming we're not going to get another Hitler. Yeah. It's like, it really is one of those things where you're like, look, we have this information here, but like, obviously like a person wouldn't be like Hitler about it. Yeah. No one's going to use that as a registry of people to round up. We'd never let a Hitler come into power. And here's the thing. Like it won't, seem like the same thing at first because it's just deportations. We're not throwing people in concentration camps, but you don't need to. Yeah. You don't need to. That's like like genocide works a whole lot of different ways. Yeah. Things have changed in the past 80 years. Yeah. Yeah. We've learned some shit and yeah, I think Trump is scarier than ever right now. The way he's talking about immigrants, the article will link to is all about how at a recent campaign stop, he referenced the lyrics to an old 60s song called The Snake. Which is just the scorpion and the frog. Yeah. The parable, right? Yeah. It's about a kind woman who saves a suffering snake from a freezing death when he begs for help. And after she feeds him and warms him, he bites her. And when she asks why, he says, shut up, silly woman. You knew damn well I was a snake before you brought me in. And Trump references this story as like a metaphor for immigrants. You know that song's about foreigners? I don't know what impression that was, by the way. I was not ready to do it. (laughs) And so, yeah, like if you're wondering why come voting time, I would still vote for Biden over Trump. The language really does matter. Here we go. Yeah, that is like, look, like I know that like genocide and Biden is a big thing now and like agreed. Huge problem. Uh, also, um, somehow still less of a problem than Trump. And we're sorry that that is the facts. Well, of it. I don't think tr- electing Trump would do anything to change what's happening in Israel. Trump no, might- it's just we wouldn't send money to them. I think we'd send less. Yeah, we Cause might. Because he, he's an isolationist. Like this is he's speaking like an isolationist. Yeah. Like yeah. he's very much like, kick them all out. Kick oh, yeah, out for sure. And and that's Woodrow Wilson know how that went. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, still both very bad choices, but I, oh, it's, it's the end of the world. It doesn't I don't matter. No, I don't know. I don't know. We don't like pick what, your, pick your genocide. This is what happens. This is yeah. what happens when you have a two party system. Yeah. And just this and the way polarizing shit has happened. And we elect a mummy to be our liberal savior. We, we elected the crime bill guy as the one to save us from a totalitarian dictator. But Jeff, student loan debt. Oh, I'm happy. I will say I'm not mad about that. Of course. I'm like, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm like he, that my student loan debt got wiped. And that was, did you know that, by the way? Oh, I did not. But my congrats. student loans got, it was like $27,000. That's awesome. Which is great because I refused to pay them for the past like 15 years. And also all the justice reform stuff he passed. Oh, oh, yeah, that didn't happen, did it? No, no, it's fine, though. It's fine. Oh, I do like that I don't have student loans anymore. Yeah, yeah, I never did. So, yeah, well, 
So and here we are. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, here we are. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, vote. Sure, vote. Vote in 2024. We'll vote. We'll all vote. We understand that there is a purity to how you want to vote. We recognize that. We understand that there are some people that refuse to budge. It's just I can't pretend that I'm also looking at women in our country that are losing their rights, that immigrants are dangerously on the precipice of doom to just be like, I don't like the way he's doing that thing over there. I fully agree with you. He's doing, he's bad about that, but like there are other things than one thing. There's so many things. There's a lot of things. Context folks context. Also, he's 100% going to die in office. He's, he will die in office too. I could, I could see that. Trump, I feel like, is going to live to be like 145 years yeah, old. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like that. You know why? It's all those goddamn preservatives in his body. That's true. That I like man's it. never eaten fresh food in his life. Yeah. <laughs> God forbid if something he ate didn't come out of a brown paper bag. Yeah. It's keeping him alive at yeah. this point. Why do you think he looks so young? He doesn't actually put makeup on. That's literally just the grease <laughs> from whatever he eats pouring out of his pores. That's the orange cheese of a McDonald's hamburger just sweating <laughs> out of his face. So, yeah, that's maybe next time we do one of these, we'll throw some RFK news in also. Oh, so we, we can, need we need more of that. Yeah, that's fucking lunatic. Get on uh, all three of our next probable presidents. I am still highly afraid RFK Jr. could win. And like, what is the lesser of the three evils there? Like RFK, I mean, I don't want him steering the ship the next time COVID flares up. That's for goddamn sure. In another world, Jeb Bush was the president <laughs> and it was so boring. If Jeb Bush was elected, the tension level in America would have been so much lower. Yeah. yeah. Like I cannot stress this enough. I'm not saying that like it would have been good or it would have been bad, but just the levels of us just being like, well, it could be worse. Like, yeah, is we're now at this point in time where we've for the past now, what, seven years, we've just been like, it can't get worse. And it keeps, and getting, it keeps worse. getting worse. It keeps getting worse. We have to stop saying that. Yeah. I remember right before Trump got the nomination in 2016, I saw a tweet that just said, Mitt Romney, the streets need you, <laughs> which that Twilight Zone ask photo of Mitt Romney <laughs> and Donald Trump, where Donald Trump is like, the way they colored it in black and white, Trump looks like the devil. And Mitt <laughs> oh, yeah. Romney's just looking at the camera like, yep, record scratch. That's me. You're probably wondering how I got here. Oh, man. That must have been a tweet by somebody at some point. Oh, it's 2024, Jeff. I want to die. We what? got an <laughs> election coming up. It'll vote in your local elections. That's for God. That's actually the thing that is very important. You should be aware yeah. of your local elections and because that's the decisions that are going to affect you the most, actually. Yeah, it's the stuff you can control the most. That's for sure. Shit like school boards, by the way. Like, I cannot stress to you enough how important voting for your local school board is. Like, that is because that is like the groundwork of so much yeah. shit in the future because that is the basis on educating your population as well and there are a lot of people that are actively running for school board that are trying to like eliminate books everywhere yeah. they're trying yeah. to destroy education yep fucking bunch of devos worshipers Cruella devos i'm so tired i'm so tired i'm so, I'm so tired like i'm like physically tired now but just like i'm existentially tired yeah, yeah, yeah. It it hit me hard this morning. I oof. I had an exchange on the Patreon. Oh, oh God. Tired. Just so tired. You know what it I want to plug? Being tired. Oh, hey, hey you know what we got to do? We got to take some over-the-counter gas station opiates is what we got to do. <laughs> That'll wake us right you up. Just suck, suck back. Well, we, I mean, we could be, you're not tired when you're down. When That's you're asleep, true. there's no tired. You That's are, true. That's you're true. in a recharge mode. <laughs> we take some of that now. We will wake up roughly, what, today is a Friday that we're recording this. We can wake up Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Just have, have have Angie schedule the episode. <laughs> have her edit it and schedule it. We'll sleep right through when it goes up. So I think that's our episode, right? <laughs> sure. 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 We'll say, we're going to keep going this until the fucking sun explodes in 2025. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to keep this going. Until President we... Trump has uh, declared war against the sun. We are currently shooting every nuclear. You know what? Sign me up. I'm, I'll be on the rocket. Yeah, put me on the, fucking... put me on the side of the rocket. I want 
I want no, I want to be frontline fighting the sun. Just put me like slim picking, <laughs> just riding that thing <laughs> as we go to the sun. I just gloriously just dissolve while I'm still millions of miles away. <laughs> Me and Jeff, first two enlistees in the Sun Force. <laughs> the big the big battle against the sun. <laughs> you gave my grandma cancer. I'm coming for you. Just shooting at it on the way. Shooting guns at the sun. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, amazing. The future is so exciting. The future is bright as the sun. <laughs> oh, so exciting. What do we have to plug before we get out of here? Nothing, because the world's on fire. Uh Follow me on Instagram at Adam Todd Brown. Also, we got a new merch store. You don't show dot link slash shop. You can get, you don't even like sports shirts. You don't even like this show shirts, pretty scary shirts, conspiracy, the show shirts. And they're all, they got hoodies, long sleeve tees, crew neck sweatshirts. We should make a basketball jersey that just says you don't even like. Sports. That's not a bad idea. That'd be like a really good one. Yeah. Like a golf shirt. so go check that out and uh also you don't pod.supercast.com for bonus episodes there's still a patreon but subscribe on supercast jeff what do you got you can subscribe at my patreon patreon.com slash jeff may j-e-f-f-m-a-y one word where you can get access to shows like jeff has cool friends ug fine with kim crawl and nerd with dre alvarez um, who I believe is going to be on the next episode of um, You Don't Even Like Sports Live. I believe oh. so. Um, so you can check that out. Uh, my YouTube and social medias are both at Hey There Jeffro, where you can see all the other stuff. And of course, Tom and Jeff watch Batman on the Gamefully Unemployed Network. I have so much more stuff to plug, but here's what I'm going to say. Uh, if you like people on the internet, you can subscribe, like, comment, notifications, bell, the whole thing. It's all free you will never understand how important those metrics are. Just fucking do it. Do it. Just like, I can't, like, it sounds like we're begging. It's fucking free. <laughs> like, just do that. Just do it. Please. Also give us money. If you yeah. Want. I mean, you can give us money. Obviously we love that. Mm-hmm. The supercast, the Patreon, all that stuff. But like in the long term, like you can do the bare minimum. You can leave a positive review for this show on iTunes. Even if you don't listen on iTunes. Yeah, that's true. Or Apple music or Apple podcasts. Spotify or whatever. Spotify, all that stuff. All that shit. Like, I know that seems, it feels pathetic to say. Yeah. Yeah, of course. But like, it's free. And it helps. And it helps us. And all it does is like, move your algorithm to more people like us. Yeah. Don't you want to, I mean, there aren't many people like us. Very few. Very few. But, you know, if they're out there, the algo it's going to send And we've got way. some fun stuff coming. We've got some fun live stuff coming. We do have You Don't Even Like Sports Live every Wednesday at 4 o'clock Pacific Standard Time or Daylight mm-hmm. Time, depending on when you're listening to this. Uh, and on top of that, we have uh, we might have a break coming up soon. Are we going to counter-program the Super Bowl halftime show? I think, I don't know. I think we might. Will we get anybody watching? Who knows? What if Usher watches? I bet he will. I bet he will. Just yeah. on his phone the whole time, <laughs> still doing the Super Bowl Just really show. enjoying, really vibing it out. <laughs> All right, let's get the fuck out of here. Hey, Jeff, say goodbye. You get the end of the goddamn world rookie card, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. We loved you. Jimmy Hill. Oh,